The Alternative Experience Podcast. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so hi guys. Uh, welcome to this week's episode of The Alternative Experience. Uh, as always, I'm Nicky Eddivane and thank you for tuning in. Um, so this week's episode is a big one. Uh, I have an extremely exciting guest for you all. Uh, I've been following this incredible human being for a number of months now on various forms of social media, um, and I'm really, really happy to have her on the show. Uh, her name is Tammy Pettigrew, aka The Cannabis Q- uh, Cutie. She is a California-based uh, cannabis advocate, uh, educator, public speaker, um, mainly with a focus on cannabis science, business, history, and also debunking the, the seamlessly uh, countless myths um, surrounding this amazing plant. So it seems like she's on a very similar path to us, which is awesome. Um, I will include all of her social media links in the bio. However, if you if you do want to look for her, you can find her Instagram under the Cannabis Cutie or her website, which is cannabiscutie.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, please let me welcome to the show Tammy, aka the Cannabis Cutie. Hi, thank you for having me, and thank you for the awesome introduction. Ah, no problem at all. No worries at all. Uh, always a pleasure. So, um, obviously, as mentioned before, I have been sort of following you for for some time now. Um, I think the first time I did see you was on The Herb, which is obviously where you've just been on, which is great. Um, and although, obviously, the States, uh, things have obviously progressed a lot more uh, than they have here in the UK, you do seem to be on a very similar path to myself. Um, so I've really sort of been keen to have this conversation with you. Um, just really wanted to ensure that I was uh, I brought my A-game to it, so that's why it took me a little while to reach out. But uh, anyway, I did um, at least reach out. Hope Hopefully, I'll bring my my game too. Um, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you accepting my offer. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me again. No problem at all. So how are you, how are you finding things in these uh, completely nutty times? Um, you know, I'm just trying to stay the course and stay focused on what I'm doing and try not to pay too much attention or get too emotionally invested with everything that's happening. Cause it's pretty crazy out there. Oh, it's uh, totally insane. Uh, I, I think it's, yeah. uh, Definitely sort of testing times for us all. Um, so, so what kind of measures are you guys facing any, at the moment? Are you under any sort of kind of lockdowns? Are you completely open? How are you restricted? Um, so California is still kind of half open, half closed. Um, so my gym, for example, is still closed, although some other places have opened. Um, the schools have finally opened back up as of about a month ago. Um, so we're slowly starting to open our economy back up. But California is definitely one of the last states in the union that has um, opened in the United States. Uh, fair enough. We've, we've actually gone back into some uh, some lockdown measures this week, which is... Um... Uh, a little bit disappointed we kind of gone backwards a little bit I, I actually went out on the weekend it was completely completely bizarre um very oh, strange yeah. experience to be quite honest I don't think I'll be doing that again for a while not until uh some sort of normality is is potentially um sort of a return but have you been out at all you've been out to any restaurants bars what, what's the experience been like <laughs> no um I have I think I went to a restaurant a couple months ago and then they shut restaurants down again in my county. So um, most restaurants are outdoor only and I kind of just like, I can just take it home. <laughs> so um, I haven't really been too social yet. No, that's fair enough. I'll be honest, I'm not that social yeah. anyway. It was, it was uh, I went out for a, a friend's <laughs> right. 40th birthday. It was kind of like, I don't go out to, to bars too often, but yeah, it was very, very sort of a surreal sort of experience. Um, so uh, before we go into sort of too much more detail, can I just like, ask you to introduce yourself to the listeners, a bit of your background expertise, um, a bit about how you found yourself on this this uh, exciting journey as it is? 
Yeah. So for me, um, I began using cannabis my freshman year at um, Oklahoma State University, which was my undergraduate um, college. And um, from there, I kind of learned that this plant was helping me in ways that I could not explain. Um, And I had brought a lot of people to the plant. So I had always been advocating for it. Um, And then when I went to graduate school at the University of Miami, I was pretty much certain I would be going into cannabis. Um, I just didn't know how. And it kind of led to when I was learning about the plant, I would go look for other sources of information. They just didn't exist in a simple way (laughs) at all. So that's kind of when I created the idea to just start making easy to understand content about cannabis that maybe people would be interested in knowing or that I thought they should know. So that kind of landed me to making the cannabis cutie and here I am today. Excellent. Well, I'm, I'm glad to have you here. It's absolutely superb. Um, same sort of thing with myself really is, is uh, I started actually using it myself um, recreationally years ago um, and then started using CBD sort of medically. Uh, but again, just one of these people wants to know why it's working, what it's doing. Uh, and once I started, I sort of couldn't stop really. It's, it's one of those very, very addictive, uh, uh, addictive <laughs> sort of subjects. And again, there's so much more to yeah. learn and so much more to, to pass on. Uh, and I think right. also that as well, passing the information on because we found it so hard in the first place. Um, so, right. so obviously at the start of your passion was recreational use. I mean, was there um, any sort of influence in, in those days or was it just a case of partaking with your friends, et cetera, when you first got into it? Um, you know, I had my freshman year in college. I got a 0.8 GPA, which is, I mean... like, what was I doing? And the answer was not much. I was dealing with a lot of depression and anxiety. And there was a kid on my floor who was, he always smelled like a bag of weed, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like just smelled. Um, And he ended up making the honor roll and he was always happy. And for me, and he was one of my friends. So for me, that was kind of the turning point of where I was like, all right, now I need to try this. And um, so when I did, it changed everything. I was able to feel more hopeful, um, less anxiety. I was able to study because I had less anxiety and I was able to sleep better because of this. Um, and just socially, I was able to participate more. So there was all of these positives and then my GPA went up. So, um, that for me was, um, how I got to the plant was just by watching my friend do it all the time and him be successful. Amazing. I think there's so many stories like that. I mean, mine mine was very similar. Um, it was just one of those things that brought some of my sort of, I'd say negative um, personalities traits down a little, maybe a much better person. So um, I think obviously it's, it's nice to meet somebody else that's also wanted to dig deeper into the science because there's, there's so many, especially recreational cannabis uses. There's so many that don't seem to want to know the science at all. They just like to get high. Um, I mean, what mm-hmm. do you think made you different? Um, you know, I don't think that we have that right to just want to get high, especially in America where so many people are sitting in cells. Um, you have the, you know, I believe you have the right to learn the information as to why you love this plant and why you use it so much and why it benefits you. And it can't just be because it's totally cool or, you know, whatever. It has to be fact-based in order to get people to understand that it's more than just some recreational fun. And I honestly believe that even if you're using it recreationally, um, you're actually using it medicinally because you have an endocannabinoid system. So that's just kind of my opinion on it. Definitely. And I think also, like you said, because of the lack of um, sort of mainstream support and mainstream knowledge, it's also up to people like us uh, to try and pass or debunk some of those things for people that aren't sort of um, exposed to it and, and maybe get that education out there and really try and get 
the wider sort of public to to, to realise they can actually also benefit from it in so many ways. And, and, and mm-hmm. maybe at some point it will get to that in the UK, I don't know. We're quite far behind. Obviously, we've got the CBD and uh, I think we'll be happy with that for the, for, for the time being and just be uh, be criminals every time we light up a joint. Um, so, so in, in the States, I mean, that's one thing I, I mean, obviously I get to see my community, like people like yourself, and it's, it's a very good attitude towards it. Um, but what is the general attitude towards cannabis in the States? I mean, is it widely accepted? Is it widely misunderstood still? Is it, is it somewhere in between? Yeah, I think it's in between. I mean, we have 33 states plus Washington, D.C. that has um, medical cannabis. And then we have 11 states plus Washington, D.C. that has adult use. So um, the overwhelming majority of the union has adopted some sort of legislation, but the lack of understanding is mind blowing. people are just assuming that it's another vice like alcohol, um, not realizing that this plant actually um, fits our body so well um, and that it's not poisoning us the way that alcohol is. That's literally poisoning your body. So um, even though, you know, the U.S. is is seeming to come to terms with its some medicinal benefits, they don't know how. And I think that's kind of a really big issue. And it's why we have such bad legislation in some states. I think it's also a massive issue when you've got, I think they did a a poll in in America as an example. And again, a very good example because it's a a very large uh, country with so many different states, etc. But uh, 13% of doctors are actually even exposed to the endocannabinoid system. I mean, the most important medical discovery uh, ever. I I know it's only 30 years, but that's, that's ludicrous. Yeah, definitely the most, you know, exciting scientific discovery of our lifetime. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, only 18% are being exposed. And this is the system that regulates all of the systems. So we're not even looking at like the central component. Um, And then, you know, you wonder why we're so bad at dealing with certain issues because we're not even looking at the culprit. Exactly. I think that's uh, when you start looking at um, the, the kind of the, the side of things where people think it's being suppressed, it kind of that is a big, big sort of uh, I think it's a big sort of sign that it is being suppressed because, as you say, it is involved in every single sort of function within the body uh, in some way, shape or form. And it's uh, for that alone, it should be being sort of hammered across uh, in, in mainstream medic- medicine. And we, I know there's a lot of research going in, but there needs to be so much more. Um, exposure to general people because they, they, there's so many benefits that people could have. Um, I mean, with that scarcity of of, uh, of information, where do you you source your educational information at the moment, and how do you go about fact checking it? Um, so for me, I like to read a lot of medical journals. Um, unfortunately, um, because it's Schedule One in the United States, um, cannabis we are not allowed to um, research cannabis, and we're not allowed to prescribe it. The doctors. So I do read a lot of medical journals out of Israel. Um, I have taken other cannabis courses in the industry, um, just trying to learn from different perspectives, um, listening to speakers, reading books. Um, I do everything that I can and I try to double check things. Um, for instance, when I learned that the United States, uh, or the declaration of independence was written on hemp paper, I thought that was amazing because it came from Jack Harer and it's yeah. actually incorrect. So no. I have learned <laughs> that you do have to double check things. And that's the thing is, yeah. I mean, I, I, I had the same thing. I had a couple of, uh, early podcasts where I, 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 I said a few of the same sort of similar facts. And again, I did get fact checked and, uh, you try not to make sure that make that mistake again. Very difficult when yeah. obviously the information is so well hidden, but um, like you yeah. say, I tend to find myself reading, I've, I've got very good at reading a medical paper, which two years ago I had no idea, but uh, right. yeah, I'm <laughs> knee deep in them now. And I've also got this thing called the Chai Guide, the Cannabis Health Index, uh, highly recommend okay. it. 
the chai if, guy. Yeah, so if um, this one here, I mean, it's it, it's not oh. dated. Cannabis Health Index Chai Guide. Um, it's not that it's dated. Um, obviously, there's so much has been sort of um, discovered in the last two years that obviously there's okay. more research now. But again, that research is, as we know, it's all um, it's all on animals, and we can't really we can't really quote it, even though it's very very positive Correct. stuff. Um, so, if you don't mind me asking your thoughts on on the history of like the cannabis criminalization, again, I know that you're uh, very very well focused on obviously the people that are like you say, behind bars for, for, for this amazing plant. And, and obviously, if we go right back to how it was made uh, illegal in the first place, I mean, what, what, uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, who, who do you think was behind it? I mean, I know there's a story, but give me your, your take on it. Uh, my take on it is there was a man who was a failed alcohol prohibitionist and he needed a new target. Um, and cannabis was never anything that was on his radar, but um, he chose cannabis and he demonized it. And one way to demonize it was um, to play on the xenophobia that was really high around Mexicans yeah. around the time. So Mexicans started coming to America, fleeing the Mexican Revolution in 1910, 1911. And um, they called cannabis by a different name. And in the United States, we started calling it marijuana mm. to play at that xenophobia and to scare um, Americans into believing that they're bringing this nuisance and this evil. Um, and then they also attribute it to um, these black men who were musicians that were playing satanic music, which is jazz music current today. Ridiculous. Isn't it? <laughs> um, Ridiculous. Yeah. And they also said that this um, plant was causing white women to sleep with black men. Um, and that's how black men were using it. So they, they played on a lot of, um, of the ideals surrounding people of color at the time and it was successful and even though cannabis was the number three medicine in the 40s um they successfully um got it abolished it's uh, yeah. it's incredible so i think obviously if you go i mean there's obviously a few influences that i think probably pushed him into it as well but like like you say that that story mm -hmm. is is one that i tell uh, i told somebody on a podcast as well and and some of the quotes from uh harry j anslinger as it were and uh, yes. uh they were quite eye-opening um again yeah. very very sort of racially sort of motivated um and and again also at the same time you had uh, 30 of the top pharma uh, sort of pharmacists from uh the american medical association coming out with papers actually discrediting mm -hmm. what he was saying and he, and he just sort of brushed under the carpet so yeah it kind of gives you a bit of an idea on the, the sort, of, sort of tactics and unfortunately it's like you say it's very easy for them to, to play on fear with people that aren't yeah. educated um and i think Correct. that's why the internet's hopefully gonna gonna help uh us get a bit of a message out there to people that maybe uh, don't really understand um, so obviously we've got this incredible plant uh, that produces these amazing compounds, cannabinoids, and we also have this uh, unbelievably intricate system, uh, the endocannabinoid system. What, why do you think it's um, still kind of unknown to mainstream uh, medicine and obviously the, the, the wider public? Um, you know, I think in America there's a lot of reasons. Um, you have you know, doctors are kind of trained with the pharmaceutical model in mind, and that's one indication, one molecule to fix it. And this one molecule should be one size fits all for everyone, yeah. or there's a list of adverse reactions. So if we were to start retraining people on, you know, plants and herbs, that would take a lot of money away from that industry. So I think that's a big reason why we're not talking about the endocannabinoid system. And I have even read in literature, in books, in schools that 
you know, there's no fact that this endocannabinoid system is as powerful as it says it is. So I think that it's kind of, um, it's a financial decision for right. us, unfortunately. Definitely. And I think the financial decision is twofold because I think when you understand things like the endocannabinoid system and also immune systems and things like that, then then you, you take away uh, patients as we call them, but uh, customers as they call them. So uh, if you yes. literally make people well, then uh, they want to they want to treat symptoms. They don't want to cure issues. Yeah. Right. They need you as a customer for life. Exactly. Especially if you get diagnosed with um, some disease that's going to last forever. You are now a customer, and and that's what they want. They do not want you to heal. Correct. And yeah. it's funny as well, because on this journey, when I've gone into the, the gut brain connection, I'm also I've started doing some stuff with, um, uh, in fact, another book, shameless plug that I bought recently. Um, <laughs> it's called The Lost Book of Herbal Remedies. Uh, okay. And that's incredible. I mean, that goes into so many different um, uh, different types. I mean, in fairness, I've actually got about four or five books from the same person. Uh, but again, you okay. look at look at this, and, and you just see how easy and straightforward and uh, that it can be to, like I say, get yourself to a position where you don't actually need uh, the, the these sort of uh, pharmaceuticals, which also compound it even further. They're petrol based, and they mm-hmm. they, they actually further um, uh, affect our immune system and and our endocannabinoid system. So. Um, exactly. So, I mean, obviously the ECS, I mean, it blows my mind. I think it's quite clear to say, I mean, every day I try and research something new on it if I can, uh, or at least go deeper into something that I'm already looking into. Uh, and it's reach is kind of, it's kind of unbelievable, really. I mean, the more I, more I read. Um, so I'm pretty confident that's something that, that you share. But, but let's talk about what kind of functions or, or actions that, uh, that amaze you about both the ECS and also how uh, cannabis uh, can interact uh, with, with that system. Um, I think it just amazes me that, you know, we have this system of locks in our bodies and that there's only one particular uh, set of key that can fit in these locks and that it, you know, the cannabis plant is a replica of these keys that, you know, are also in our bodies, but we don't produce enough keys. So it's like nature has the secret for us to unlock all of these locks in our bodies. So that fascinates me the most. And, you know, it helps with everything, sleep, temperature, mood, appetite. Um, it just, there's, it, I still can't fully wrap my head around it, even though I work on this and I study this every day. I know that if there's something that I'm feeling that somehow cannabis can probably help it because there are receptor sites there. hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. incredible. When I, that's, that's the sort of tact I take. In, in the UK, I mean, it's probably, um, I wouldn't say it's any, any worse anywhere else in the world, but I think because we have still got that, um, uh, complete uh, it, it sort of illegal approach uh, to to cannabis. Obviously, I, I have to go into people, and even with CBD, I'm trying to explain that they're like, well, how does it affect my sleep, and how can it? How am I hearing things that it might potentially be good for anti tumor and and all these unrelated systems? And I'm kind of like trying to bring it back to it's it's, it's not necessarily the cannabinoids. It is this amazing system, um, but obviously mm-hmm. these cannabinoids that we've been found to, to sort of work with it relatively seamlessly with with their own sort of benefits they bring to the party as well and. Uh, that's the, t- the sort of, uh, I think, the uphill struggle we've got. But once you get that across to people, it uh, it, it really does work. I've had some mm-hmm. some really uh, quite amazing turnarounds with some some people, even my cousin. Um, right. <laughs> but he, he recently had MRSA, which is a very, very bad superbug. I don't know if you've heard about yes. it. Yes. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I know. So I lived with someone that had MRSA. Oh, yeah. it's so bad. And he's had it for 12 months, and he's been going to and fro from uh, a private hospital as well. So uh, it wasn't even the NHS. Uh, they've just given him antibiotic after antibiotic, getting stronger and stronger. It's not getting any better. 
Uh, and yeah, I had some, resistant. I had some pure CBG, um, like literally sort of uh, like the tar. Within two days, it cleared up, and that wow. was eight weeks ago. It's not re- not returned at all. And yeah. I don't know. It just needs. That's it, awesome. Just want to get this in front of people. That's it's, it's just so difficult to do so. Um, so yeah, well, it's amazing that he had a friend that had that information that well, knew that CBG is great at combating, you know, antibiotic resistant staph infections. Exactly. And, and uh, the only reason that came to is that the course I did last year and there was two things that stuck out that and the intraocular pressure, um, mm-hmm. which I think you've done a, a, a podcast on yourself. Um, well, yeah. I, I was actually on a, I was, I was lucky enough to stay on a, a CBG hemp plant, um, last year, biosphere in, in Valencia. Uh, and they have CBG high hemp, and uh, we, we we made some smoothies, some raw smoothies. Nice. Uh, oh, it was incredible. They they were quite they were quite potent, quite strong in in flavour. Um, but one of the women we were staying with, she's she won't mind me saying she's blind as a bat, and uh, within about ten minutes, her, she had to take her glasses off. Her eye eyesight was like very clear, <laughs> and that lasted for about four hours. And it's wow. just it's insane. I mean, just uh, th- these these sort of things. And, and again. Um, I think whether you're you're sort of like a an advocate and a consumer or not, I think we need to do, definitely sort of um, try and remove the un, unwarranted stigma around it. Um, mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it's left to, to well, fortunately actually, it's left to people like you and I and the power of the internet to try and do that. Um, I just yes. wish it was uh, being shouted from a few more rooftops over here. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you guys actually have any problems with with getting your message out there in the states? Uh, I mean, in the UK, we can't promote CBD on Facebook. We can't pay for advertising. Um, SEO on Google's banned, so you can't sort of uh, optimize your sites, etc. Are you having the same issues there? Yeah, definitely. Facebook is not friendly at all to cannabis. Um, I have had my page deleted once on Instagram. Um, so it, it can be difficult. You have to deal with shadow banning and people reporting your content and getting it removed and fighting to get it back. So definitely have some uphill battles. They're not making it easy on us. Um, yeah. Very frustrating. Yeah. And, and uh, I, do you have the same financial problems out there as well? Because here you can't make payments as an example, banking, PayPal. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. No banking, um, payment processors. If they find out you're selling like CBD, they can shut you down and, you know, keep your funds. So there's so many things you have to not put canna or hemp or anything in your business name because that's, you know, automatically going to make you a target. But same, yeah, same issues there too. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I, I went down the route of yeah. calling my business natural health alternatives, which is good because it's not got CBD or cannabis in it, but it's not good when you're writing your email address. It's massive. Uh, <laughs> so exactly. I'll, I'll learn from that one for next time. Um, so, I, I, I mean, is it um, so? Is it is it still like that in California? Because a lot of people that I sort of uh, see on the internet are sort of obviously talking about it being quite free there uh, with, with regards to cannabis use or. How is it? Is it still quiet? Um, so in certain cities, so Los Angeles, Oakland, San Francisco, definitely um, you can smoke in public and probably not have too many issues. Where I live in Orange County, it's a bit different, uh, much more conservative. One of the most conservative places in the country. They do not care for it that much. <laughs> so, but it is nice to be able to go to Los Angeles and to the beach and, you know, be able to smoke in nature and not have to worry about, you know, being put in jail. Oh, <laughs> so. One day, one day, I, I dream of yeah. it all the time. Uh, I don't ever see it happening here. Not, not, uh, not as quickly as I'd, I'd like it to. Because they're, 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 I mean, I think they, we're the biggest, um, world's biggest exporter of cannabis. Um, oh, really? Or, yeah. So we have a company called GW Pharmaceuticals, um, yes. or British Sugar. Or, dialects. Exactly. Yeah. So they, they are the, the world's largest exporter of something that they've 
locked many many people up for uh, for, for for actually dealing which is quite ironic really very ironic wow <laughs> um so slight change of direction um what's your sort of favorite method to consumption I love a good hemp blunt. Um, blunts are just like a treat. Um, if not, I'll just kind of go with a joint. And I, but I also dab. Um, I've gotten back into using glass and bongs, uh, so I'm trying to diversify my use. Um, edibles every now and then I'll do edibles. I just kind of sometimes don't want to be high for four hours. So <laughs> mostly um, smoking though. Yeah. I was gonna say the concentrates are quite, they're, 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 they're sort of uh, reserved for the, the time when you've got a whole evening to yourself. You haven't really got any responsibilities or any, anywhere to be uh, at any right. particular time. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've not done too many of the, uh, the, the sort of, um, the glass stuff here we don't really get too much of it but uh, I, I have heard some stories where you've got to be a little bit careful with that yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I know Joe Rogan goes on it about quite often I think he's uh, gone to different dimensions on it and and he's done DMT <laughs> as we all know oh wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so so what, what does the the typical day in the, in the cannabis cuties world look like uh, man, so I'm also a mom. So getting kids off to school is, you know, how my morning starts. But I always meditate twice a day. Um, I try to do something physical, whether it's a workout or just a walk. Um, and then a lot of strategic planning and content creating. And um, I read a lot of books as well. Um, I'm actually starting a book club. Awesome. And awesome. this is um, a really good book for the American um, pot story when it comes to the war on drugs and kind of the ramifications and it's been a very wild story. Um, but my book club that I'm starting is called um, the Higher Learning Book Club. And we're going to be reading about America's pot story. Um, and it is written by Martin A. Lee. And it is called Smoke Signal. So um, I'm excited to now all of the reading that I do kind of get together with a group of like-minded cannabis you know, cannabis advocates, business owners, enthusiasts, thinkers. Um, so that's kind of, a you know, what my day looks like. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. No, it's, it's very similar here. I mean, I'm, I'm working from home. I, I same have children, drop them off first of all. Uh, also meditate. I've, I've lived by it. I've, I've just recently done a, a yoga breath course. Uh, so I'm going to be coaching that as well, which um, that's been a massive eye opener. Uh, very, very sort yeah. of, very straightforward. Two minutes in the morning, two minutes in the afternoon, two minutes at night, just getting you into the right nervous system. Um, right. So yeah, see, apparently, as far as I've been told, apparently we're all in fight or flight, basically, 12 18 hours a day uh which is yeah. definitely not healthy and and yeah I've, I've noticed the difference in just a few months of doing that but i think that's definitely a very important thing and again the reading side of things i do the audio books because i'm a little bit lazy and i or I tend, <laughs> I tend to do it while i'm doing something yeah, yeah so but the same sort of thing got, got to be sort of learning something new every day right absolutely 100%. i agree okay so that's actually de dealt with the next section i was on there i was going to say about uh, meditation but what, do, you, do you use any other any other kind of supplements any any other whether they be natural or, or any other supplements you take on a daily basis no um i mostly try i mean cordyceps actually i do use cordyceps yeah. um so lion's mane is one of my favorite um reishi chaga as well um i use those which i think are really positive on mood mm. um and then you know it's been kind of difficult during quarantine um, to eat healthy with the kids. And it just seems like being home, there's so much more laundry and work to do. Um, but typically I eat a balanced diet um, and those, I don't really like to supplement. If I can just get all of everything that I need from my food, I'm fine. 
Um, but that's really all I do is kind of cannabis and cordyceps. Oh, fair. Uh, I, the chaga you mentioned about the, the mushrooms, I've been uh, using this, uh, is it um, Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffees? Yes, um, that's what I drink every morning. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. In, fa- in fact, it's actually looking to, I've just actually secured my own own one very similar that I'm going to be sort of uh, very soon going to be putting in my store as well, which uh, uh, is amazing. But I'm also going to be selling the Four Sigmatic because I, I live by it. It's, it's something I yeah. have first thing in the morning. It gets me going. And, and yes. It, really strange because like i mean i've never been somebody that gets that sort of weird feeling on coffee but it's very straight it does give you like a a a definite boost without any kind of it's just very very sort of uh, steady if that makes any sense yes yeah i don't get the anxiety and the jittery that i sometimes get from coffee um i didn't even realize i was getting anxious on coffee until i started doing the four sigmatic uh cordyceps coffee yeah you notice the difference when it's uh, when it's one of those things until you take it out of the, the the sort of uh the daily routine you don't actually notice what it's been doing yeah agreed <laughs> i also drink um if you uh drank any of the fermented drinks like kombucha or kefir have you have you sort of uh, experienced any of those yeah i'm a big fan of more so the kefir than i am kombucha the yeah. vinegar can kind of be a bit strong for me to me it tastes, <laughs> so. tastes a little bit like scrumpy cider which is an english cider <laughs> okay <laughs> so again it's an acquired taste so some people would be like yeah lovely other people would be like oh that's not nice yeah um, yeah so yeah. i actually have a drinks line of of kefir so with cbd so a cbd kefir um line that oh. we, we sell um, but that came off the back of me doing the, the gut brain sort of connectivity, um, and just yes. really sort of learning about probiotics, prebiotics. And, uh, yeah, so that kind of, uh, that's where that came from. But yeah, I'm all about that kind of stuff really. I mean, I do take vitamin D, but you guys don't need it cause you've got the sun. We don't have a sun here. Correct. So we have to, <laughs> yeah, I've been to London twice and both times there, I think I got a little bit of sunshine. <laughs> but... It's a shame we've been on lockdown cause this year we've had since March, we've had, beautiful sun that has literally turned about uh, a week ago <laughs> oh that's heartbreaking yeah it's, it's the one time but in, in, in fairness it helped because we had a garden but I, I feel sorry for the people that were living in sort of flats or apartments as, as you guys call it um yeah excellent so so what else does does tell me like is there any uh, have you got like a specific podcast you listen to are there any any people out there you can recommend to anybody again not necessarily cannabis related it could be any anything at all um, you know, my newest obsession has been crime podcasts, and I don't know why, but um, sometimes I'll go visit my brother in Arizona, and it just kind of knocks that trip out. Um, so if you're into crime podcasts, there's one called um, To Live and Die in L.A., and that one had me like attached to it the entire time. Amazing. So, yeah. Yeah, I listened to a few uh, this year. I think there was there's one that's been released. It was a guy that was on the Joe Rogan show. I'm trying to think of his name. Tom, I think it might be Tom Gale. Uh, he's written a story. It's all about the the, the Manson uh, scenario, which obviously is quite deep. Uh, but it's actually more about uh, the kind of uh, the, the the asserted cover up of it since, and and the who was involved in it. That again, that's crime related, but on a large scale. That was that that took my. Uh, uh, took me uh, took my ear for a few weeks. That did that was very good. Um, yeah. And what what sort of, I mean what sort of music do you listen to when you're smoking? Oh man, um, I like to throw it back to Cypress Hill. They have really good <laughs> cannabis music, and then um, Janae Iko has really good sounds, and she also has some really good smoker songs too. Um, she's got a song called Sativa, a song called I'm Trying to Smoke. Um, and then, of course, um, my Apple playlist curated reggae stations for, you know, good uh, sounds in the background as well. Oh, yeah. It's got, yeah. I, I, to be honest, the next bit was, are you a Cypress Hill or are you more Pink Floyd? But yeah, if it, 
I'm, I'm definitely the Cypress Hill. I, I like the uh, the the smoking hip hop sort of sound. Uh, but again, I also yes. v- very much into a real mellow, chilled out sound on a on a different day. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Absolutely brilliant. Um, so obviously you, you you've got your book club, etc. I mean, what else are you currently sort of working on? What are you you currently sort of promoting? Is it really going all all efforts going into the book club, or is there other things that you could uh, draw the uh, the listeners' attention to? Um, so there, what else that I can mention is that I'm working on apparel, um, finally getting that up and running, um, with my website. Um, and then I'm also working on a physical education product. Can't really delve too much into that. Sure. Um, and then I'm also working on a platform. So there are some big things coming. It's going to take a bit more time for these products to be released, but the next most exciting thing is the apparel and some fun giveaways coming up that I'm working behind the scenes and planning. Absolutely superb. Well, I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I'll keep my ear to the ground on what those are as they as they sort of come up. And uh, again, if you want to, to appear on the show again, once those uh, are being launched and, and tell the UK about it, and then uh, I'm more than happy to have you back on as well. Um, that's absolutely superb. I mean, is, is there is there anything that else that you want to sort of cover at all and get across to people? Um, just that if you're somebody who utilizes product, you do have a responsibility to advocate for it. Um, I'm not sure, you know, what your arrest rates are like surrounding drugs in the UK, but here in America, um, our violent crime has gone down tremendously, but our prison populations are, you know, all time highs and it's simply for the arrest of plants. Um, so I feel if so if you're somebody who receives benefits from this plant or you just enjoy it, you do have a duty to be a better representation of what the media has portrayed it to be. Definitely. And I, again, I think, um, that was a point though I was going to make is, one of the first things I learned from I, I watched this real read this really uh, sort of basic book called CBD oil, very imaginatively uh, titled. Um, when I was getting into <laughs> CBD, and and one of the first things this guy called Frank Cole said is is it's um the most important um, part of this this industry to make sure you get a robust, trustworthy. Uh, and strong industry is actually an educated consumer and, and customer, and whether that be from a point of view of um, weeding out the people that are there to make a big, uh, a quick buck, uh, or whether it be, um, like you say, passing on that information to people that maybe are misconstruing it or, or misrepresenting it. Um, I think we do have a responsibility, and, and I've got a lot of friends that, uh, because obviously it is still illegal over here, they they keep their mouth mm-hmm. shut. They don't ever speak about it, and I just think people need to. Um, realize that um, if the, the more people that come out and start actually sort of advocating and, and giving their personal experience, the more it's going to break that stigma down and, and hopefully there'll, there'll be light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, absolutely. In the meantime, yeah. it's we've got you. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you. <laughs> exactly, no, that's brilliant. Okay, well, um, I'm, I'm very mindful that I can, I can natter on. Uh, I don't want to scare you off. I would like to have you back on the show again. So uh, I think if, if you're happy, we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up there. Um, I really do appreciate you accepting my invite. I was, uh, I put it out there. Um, I've been doing this positive thinking stuff, uh, with regards to meditation, etc. And I was like, I'm going to put this invite out there. She's going to come back to me in five minutes. And it wasn't quite five minutes, but you came back to me. So I really, <laughs> really appreciate the fact that you did. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for being on the show. Um, and yeah, have a, a great remainder of the day and keep doing what you're doing. I really do appreciate all the, uh, the hard work you do over that side of the water. All right. And thank you for all the work that you do. And I definitely would love to be back. Superb. Have you got anything planned for the rest of the day? 
Um, I will be working out tonight with a friend, actually one of my friends from the UK. Um, we're going to, you know, kids will be playing and we're going to be working on our health. And then I'm also creating some stuff for my course. So, yeah. Superb. Okay. That's absolutely brilliant. Well, thanks very much guys for listening. Um, that I hope you've uh, taken some from that show. Amazing guest. Um, yeah, thanks very much. Uh, tune in next time. As always, if you'd like to, to leave any comments, then please do so either in the bio Uh, of the podcast or you can email me at nick which is n-i-k at naturalhealthalternatives.co.uk like share and comment and as always give the uh, the podcast a review if you can it really does help us to get this message out there Uh, until the next one thanks for listening guys peace out bye bye